0: Hi there and Happy New Year! Welcome back to another episode of Conversations with Father Greg. In this episode we have a homily for Sunday, January 2nd, 2022, in which we'll be commemorating the Feast of the Epiphany. Let's begin with a reading from the Gospel according to Matthew. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, May I speak to you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Well, hi there, everyone, and once again, Happy New Year. How many of you are familiar with J.R.R. Tolkien's The Lord of the Rings series? As I prepared for today, I was reminded of a quote from one of Tolkien's books. The valiant Frodo's cousin Bilbo is quoted as saying, It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Well, I've been able to relate to this quote for most of my life. It's hard to imagine anyone describing me as a globe-trotting traveler. And yet, to borrow from Tolkien, there are a few times that I have wandered from the Shire and I have enjoyed the adventure. One of my favorite things to do while I travel is exploring local markets. Whether I'm discovering new produce or checking out the handiwork of local craftspeople, it's always an adventure for me. It gives me a glimpse into the way that other people and other cultures see and engage with the world around them. My own sense of curiosity is always balanced by the realization of how small my own world is. This sense of fascination with different and seemingly mysterious cultures might be a part of the reason that I am so intrigued with the story of the Magi that we read each year at Epiphany. Matthew's Gospel describes wise men from the East arriving in Jerusalem, asking how they might find the one who had been born King of the Jews. They explained that they had followed a star in the night sky and wanted to pay tribute to this new king. Herod consulted with Jewish priests and scribes, and he pointed the magi towards Bethlehem. Taking Herod's advice, they continued following the star, eventually arriving in Bethlehem, where they would offer gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. While this story might be familiar to many of us, there's still a lot to unpack. First of all, it's worth noting that Matthew's gospel is the only gospel to include the story of the wise men. It's fair to wonder why that's significant. The structure and language used in this gospel tells us that Matthew's target audience was Jewish Christians. When Matthew sat down to document the story of Jesus' birth, he included this story of travelers from a distant country who were unfamiliar with Jewish scriptures and who were seeking out a newborn king. It's likely that these travelers were astrologers, and some scholars think that they may have practiced the Zoroastrian faith. Ironically, it wasn't the Jewish priests and scribes who alerted Herod to Jesus' birth. The author of John's Gospel reflects this idea when he writes that Jesus came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. It was these foreign magi who told Herod what had occurred in their own country. It was these non-Jewish foreigners who were the first to pay homage to Israel's Messiah. The fact that these foreign Gentiles were among the first to recognize Jesus for who he truly was would have been shocking to Matthew's Jewish audience. The next thing that we can note about these Magi is that they were persistent, traveling hundreds of miles to find what they were looking for. They were searching for something, and they weren't afraid to go out of their way to find it. New Testament scholar Elizabeth Johnson makes the following observation. The Magi do not know the Hebrew Scriptures, but they do know how to read the stars. God reaches out to them and leads them using what they already know. In the ancient world, stars and other signs in the heavens were thought to signal important events. In this case, a bright star rising leads them to discern that a royal birth has occurred in Judea. Johnson's observations are significant because they remind us that God partnered with the Magi in their search. In the case of the Magi, God did not use written scripture or angelic messengers to lead people to an encounter with the newborn Christ. God called out to the Magi in the language that they already understood, the language of the stars. Having considered the Magi's journey to Jesus, we can now turn our attention to what their arrival tells us. I don't know if you've ever noticed, but we're never told how many magi there were. Matthew simply tells us that there were more than one. We do know that they brought three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And those gifts tell us something. Gold would have been a symbolic gift for a king. As its name might indicate, Frankincense is a type of incense made from tree resin. Incense has been used in religious rites for millennia, including in Judaism. At the manger, we begin to see the gift of frankincense symbolizes worship. Lastly, the Magi brought myrrh. Myrrh is like frankincense in that they are both aromatic tree resins. They can have similar uses, myrrh was also traditionally used as an embalming agent. Its presence at the manger on that first Christmas foreshadows the sacrifice that Christians recall at Easter. Understanding the gifts that the Magi brought offer an added layer of symbolism to their presence as they knelt beside the one for whom they sought. The story of the Magi contains many cues that are applicable to our own modern day lives. By including the Magi in Jesus' birth story, Matthew reminds us that we are all welcome to seek Jesus. Not only are we welcomed, but God also goes out of the way to help us along our journey. God used signs that the Magi understood to help lead them on their way. We find another important cue in Herod's palace, where the Magi stopped and asked for directions. They had recognized the star as a kind of beacon, drawing them toward something important. Following the star brought the Magi to the general vicinity, and yet they didn't get it quite right. At least, not at first. Expecting to find a newborn king, they did the logical thing and went to the palace. The palace became a kind of way station on their journey. They stopped, evaluated, got some more information, and then they continued on their way. This encourages us that we don't have to have everything all figured out or know all the answers. The Magi did not arrive at their destination overnight, and we don't have to either. Lastly, we consider what we can learn from what the Magi did when they arrived at the manger. When they arrived, they honored the Christ child with opulent gifts that represented their wealth. As they gathered before the baby Jesus, they lavished the infant with gifts befitting a king. The gifts that they offered invite us to consider two things. First, their gifts invite us to ask who we say that this baby is. How do we reconcile ourselves to Biblical claims that Jesus is God in human form? If we do consider him worthy of such regal gifts, we are then challenged to ask what we might bring. Today we are reminded that the richest gifts that we can bring to God is ourselves. Let's pray. Creator of the heavens, who led the Magi by a star to worship the Christ child. Guide us and sustain us so that we might find our journey's end in Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.